right, you guys. Well, uh, what's up? Welcome to or welcome back to... That's right. It's Tuesday Bro Newsday. You know, it used to be called Tuesday Bro Tuesday, and it actually used to be a live call-in show, but none of that much matters anymore because what we do nowadays is we sort of unpack a little bit of the news that's been going on as it relates to, you know, the world of vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, harm reduction, cigarettes, smoking, nicotine, and the such as. I, I'm your freedom-loving libertarian host, uh, Grim Green, uh, now joined, now joined by the subject matter expert fact checker, <laughs> it's Danielle Jones, everybody. <laughs> where's the, where's like, the subject matter <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to continue. It's so great. You want to see it twice. Uh, yeah, I just like calling you subject matter expert and, and the fact checker. <laughs> I feel like that fits. I feel like that's fine. I feel like that's a good title to have. You do well. You do more than try. You do well. Um, so what we're going to be doing today here on Tuesday Bro Newsday, you know, we took last week off just because there's a lot going on. And truly and honestly, there's still a lot going on. But we're just going to jump into it in and amongst our normal sort of smorgasbord of, uh, did I say that right? Smorgasbord? Uh, or smorgasbord of news and advocacy and, you know, legislation and calls to actions and things like that. Our main discussion today is going to be talking about how we sort of reframe our argument to appeal to as many people as possible. How do we reframe our message and our fight to appeal to uh, both both sides of the aisle? You know, when I first started doing you know advocacy stuff, we, I mean, we can even go back to like 2012, 2013. Uh, we started off uh, with Obama, you know, um, we didn't have a whole ton of success under Obama. And then for the last four years, we have been, I, you know, I feel like as an industry and when you when you bring the VTA and things on board, we've been like laser focused on appealing to the right and appealing to Trump and appealing to the Republicans because they've been in power for the last Four years. I mean, that's what the rally was all about. That's what melting the White House phone lines was all about, was trying to appeal to that right side of the political spectrum. And moving forward, you know, regardless of who's in power, regardless of who's in the White House, and if there is a coming, you know, shift in power when it's all said and done, we need to pivot, we need to adapt, and we need to make sure, again, that we get our message out and make it as appealing as we can to as many people as possible. Now, this isn't going to be some like big come to Jesus, kumbaya, sing around the campfire and we're all vapors and we're all united together because I recognize that we all do not carry the same political beliefs and ideologies. And I guess all I'm really asking is, you know, I'm not here to convince anybody on the left that the Republicans are the good guys and that they're going to do things c correctly and in our best interests. And at the same time, I'm not here to convince any Republicans that, look, the Dems are the good guys and they're going to work in our best interests. We have conflicting political ideologies, but if we can 
if we can elevate vaping and elevate harm reduction above partisan lines and above party lines, I think if vaping truly wants to succeed, I think that's what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to be a bipartisan movement, regardless of if those involved carry their own partisan, you know, sort of partisan ideologies. And, and it's kind of, think about it this way. This is the way that I like to think about it. Uh, imagine we own a car company. We have Green Jones Automotive, right? Is that something you want to get into, the automotive? <laughs> sure, <laughs> say, let's do it. Say we have a car and we're trying to market this car at, and it's and it's real uh you know a lot of horsepower a lot a lot going on under the hood you know it's real elegant and leathery on the inside and it's all technologically it's got all the apple car play and everything the car company doesn't just go here's a really great car everybody should like this car no what you see i mean and this is like the free market in motion what you see is how are we going to make this car appeal to to guys you know we're going to stress things like oh, so much power under the hood, bro. So much speed, so much power. Look at these clean lines on this car. This is the part of the car that's going to appeal to dudes. You want to appeal to me, a Gen Xer who doesn't really care about horsepower. If you tell me that it plugs into my phone and it's got all these technology advancements and on navigation and Apple CarPlay, and these are the parts of the car that's going to appeal to this group or to me. And if you want to appeal, you know, to other people, you go, oh, look, look how comfortable these seats are. Look at this, look at this butt warmer. Look at this nice leather, you know, and then another group of people is going to go, oh, well, that might be the car for me. You have to specifically target your message it's like we have <laughs> i was trying to go with this analogy it's time for a grim green bad analogy it's like we have a cup that represents vaping you know we got everything in here because i've heard people call it like a multi-pronged sort of approach like it would be dumb to not use every weapon in our arsenal and you kind of have this cup of vape stuff and you look over to the right and you go what, what do you what do you guys want out of here what do you guys like out of here uh Economic impact? Yeah, that's in here. Sure, we could have that over there. Personal freedom and liberty? You guys like that. Here, vaping has that. Then you have to turn over here to the left and you go, okay, well, what do, you, what do we have in here for you guys? Maybe some, you know, science? Sure. Some randomized control trials? You guys like those. Randomized control trials? Sure, here you go. We got those. We got those here. What else? Harm reduction? You're kind of fans of harm reduction? All right. Luckily, that's all included in vaping. We use different parts of it to appeal to different people, free from partisan lines, free from party lines, because no matter who's in power, vaping and science should win. And even us as like flawed individuals with our own biases and political ideologies, we should be able to be a united front for harm reduction. And we should be able to elevate vaping and harm reduction out of partisan politics. And that's, I think, you know, that's kind of more or less uh, the mission today, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Danielle, but I think that's, that's what we're trying to do. And it's not impossible. It's not, uh, I don't feel defeated in any way. I, I won't feel defeated regardless of who uh, eventually ends up in power because you just have to, again, 
This is something we've been doing for years and years now. Pivot, appeal, pivot and appeal because we got stuff that appeals to a lot of different people just in a lot of different ways. And again, running the risk of repeating myself, let's lift vaping and tobacco harm reduction out out of those uh out of those partisan politics. Okay, so now that that monologue's kind of over, let's just let's actually jump into some uh to some news and the whatnot's been going on. We got some there's still an active Fate mail call to action, correct, Danielle Jones? Oh, it's still there. It's still there. It's still active. It hasn't been voted on. This is, uh, we're, we're trying to reject, what are we trying to reject here? S S1253. That's the one. S1253. And this is, this vape mail bill alone is a good example of partisan politics playing a part in it because it was introduced and authored by a Republican in Texas and then Feinstein from California, a Democrat, instantly got on board. In fact, hang on. I'm going to look at this on GovTrack. You can see I had a, I had my, uh, I had a damn tab for this. But you can you see. You and your tabs. Dude, it's too many. It's too many, isn't it? It's too, that's why I use Google Docs, man. It's Google Docs, true. not tabs. I feel like I have to just leave these tabs open, or they'll be gone forever. I won't be able to find them if I bookmark. You know, they're just going to be gone forever. You have a tab hoarding problem. I do have a tab hoarding problem. Oh my gosh! I guess the first part, you know, is admitting it that I have a yep. tab hoarding Step problem. Step one is acceptance. But even if we look over here on GovTrack S twelve fifty three. You can see down here at the bottom, look at this, odds of passage. The House version has attracted 13 bipartisan co-sponsors, eight Republicans, five Democrats. So more Republicans than Democrats in the House are on board with this vape ban legislation. The Senate version has attracted 14 bipartisan co-sponsors, eight Democrats, and six Republicans this time. To me, I'm sorry, that feels like... They don't have party lines when it comes to stamping out vaping. So why do we have party lines when it comes to actually trying to promote and save vaping and actually be, you know, like a benefit to public health? They see past it. I think we uh I think we we we, we can too, right? I feel like we can too. So there's still an active call to action. Keep vape mail legal, rejecting S-1253. No, no, you know, no movement on this. I don't know. I don't, have we heard anything about movement on this in any capacity? I think, I can't even, is this, is this house or are they even in session? I don't even know what these guys are doing. Half the time it's like, what? You can come back for this, but now we're going to go on vacation. And yeah. Because you got cut short, but then we're not going to, I don't know. Call and they're coming back. back and then people call it back. People are like, oh, we're calling it back. It's back in session now. Oh, no, we're back on vacation again. Sorry. Back on, back on, uh, uh, oh. So we don't know what's going to happen with 1253. But if you continue to do the calls to action, if you can continue to make phone calls, write letters, do the calls to action, I think we can slowly chip away at this. And I think we could, I think we could actually make this one go away. I think we could actually make that one go away. Bipartisan support. You know, that's hard to get around. <laughs> Bipartisan support is a big deal. Um, there is also a few more uh, active calls to action 
uh, for CASA. There is this one here in Loveland, Colorado. In fact, I think now that I'm looking at this, this, this date has passed. This is Tuesday, November 17th. That's right now. Yep. That's right now. The hearing on this is happening in Colorado in literally like two hours. Loveland, Colorado, stop the flavor ban. Loveland City Council is moving forward with proposals to regulate vapor products. There are two ordinances that would require all tobacco and vapor retailers to be licensed through the city. One of these ordinances, 6443A, includes a ban on sales of any flavored tobacco or nicotine products. So if you're in Colorado, if you're in the Loveland, Colorado area, I don't know, try to attend this today. Leave the stream now. Just go. Go now. At least send a message if yeah. you can't participate. At least, yeah, exactly. At least send a message if you can't participate. In fact, this is such, you know, time frame right here. I'm just going to put it in the chat right there. Everyone go take that call to action. I'll have it down in the description. If you're watching on the replay, ah, the time might have passed. But as of right now, the hearing has not happened yet. So there is still time to get in your messages if you're in that, uh, you know, that Colorado area. There is also another active CASA uh, call to action for Missoula, Missoula, Montana. We're trying to stop another flavor ban. So this is happening November 18th, 2020. Uh, Missoula City Council is moving forward with a proposal to ban the sale of flavored vapor products. I feel like all of these bills moving forward, I feel like... In the coming months, we're just going to see so much more of this. So much. We're going we're gonna to read the words flavored vapor products, like banned flavored vapor products, like over and over and over and over and over and over. It's just going to be flavor ban after flavor ban. And that's when, uh, you know, state and local stuff always matters. But in the coming months, it's going to really, really matter a lot. You're going to have to have your ear to the pavement and listen to anything that's happening in your local area because these can just, I mean, I've seen it happen in Los Angeles. I've seen it happen all around the country where you hear about the flavor ban happening. And it's like, oh, when's the hearing? Oh, it's done. Oh, it passed. Ah, shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just happened. It just happens so fast. And sometimes it happens without anybody noticing sometimes you hear about it weeks after it happened and you go what when was it like everything's just happening so quickly just it's it's difficult it's a lot to ask to stay on top of it but you know it's kind of part of it i don't know any other ways i don't know any other way to frame that if you want to save vaping in your area pay attention go to these hearings send your send your letters send your messages make your phone calls you know, just and do Kassar it. And tries to make it easy it. for you, right? If you subscribe, yeah. you'll get alerts for your area. It's mm -hmm. real easy, guys. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Kassad does that, and it's great. And next week, I think it's next week, we might be talking about... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Another... Uh, there's There might be a new Kassad website. I'm not going to say much more than that. There might be a new website next week. Yep. Fingers crossed. I have high hopes for this because I know who's behind it. I think it's going to be really, really good. I don't know if the people behind this are taking suggestions right now. <laughs> but here's something that I noticed 
when I was browsing CASA today, trying to find the calls to actions is on the CASA website, you can hover over calls to actions and then you can either have this national mm-hmm. option or the search by state map, but there's nothing that's like, here's the most recent. Oh, you want like everything state want, and local yeah, like, all together? Like, yeah, if you clicked on it, it would say, I guess it would go by states first, right? Like here's the most recent state calls to actions because you can search around forever, like especially trying to find it like in this capacity where I'm trying to go like state by state. It's like, I don't have, I can't click on Montana and then it goes, okay, there's nothing going on here. There's nothing going on in Montana right now. What about Idaho? So I click on Idaho and then I go, Okay, there's nothing happening in Idaho right now. What about Utah? And then I click on Utah. March 12th, 2019 was the last one. Okay. You know, just uh, it's whatever, you know. I just took a note. It's you fine. Know, All right. You know, I will pass it along to uh, those in charge. Yeah, pass, pass it along to... <laughs> pass it along to... <laughs> pass it along to those in charge. So apart from those... Um, I'm also, I throw this out there every single time. It's the Veritas cohort study. It's a big, huge vape study that's going on. You guys can be a part of it. If you're here uh, in the chat or watching on the replay and you were a cigarette smoker and you're now a vapor, you might qualify for this if you smoked less than 50 packs of cigarettes in your life. If you meet those criteria, less than 50 packs in your current vapor, click the link in the description. You could be part of a huge, I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw the word landmark around, but I feel like this could be like a big landmark study of studying, you know, they're just trying to, to study the effects of just vaping outside of the harms that, that come from smoking. And the reason that they're doing this is because most of the time when they do like some sort of observational study on vapors, the damage physically to them is from their years and years and years of cigarette smoking because the majority of vapors are ex-smokers. So we've already incurred some damage. It's difficult to look at vaping alone, and that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do here. And so uh, I think it's great, and you can be a part of it. So I always want to throw that out there. Um, One last thing I guess I wanted to say was uh, this Friday... You don't know nicotine world digital world premiere worldwide digital premiere. I'll have a link down in the description where you can uh, do your little pre-order and you can watch it on Friday. I am overjoyed. I can't believe that I finally get to watch this movie this Friday. Are you going to be watching it this Friday, Danielle Jones? Um, I haven't bought my thingy yet, but because I'm like, it's going to be there. It's not like they sell out. I just keep, right. I'm procrastinating it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I need to I should probably put it on my calendar. So I because if it's not in my calendar, I will probably forget it. Uh, I need to put it in there to make sure that yeah. I buy my ticket. Got to so buy that ticket. Got to watch this. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited about this. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this ever. <laughs> Literally, I feel like I've been waiting forever for this. I mean, I talked the last time I talked to Aaron in person was like pre Ivali. Oh man. So it's been a long time. A long time. But it's happening. You don't know nicotine. This Friday, you guys, you should definitely a hundred percent check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Uh shout out to Mike Vapes. I saw you there in the chat, bro. Appreciate you being here. 
appreciate you. I guess, I guess what we're going to do now is kind of get into our main discussion, and that is the idea that we need to be, we need to, we need to pivot and reframe some things and figure out how we can be effective advocates when, no matter who we're talking to, that's just where I'll leave it. We need to be effective advocates no matter who we're talking to, whether it's Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, which that's difficult for me because I just want to yell at her constantly. But whether we're talking to Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, whether we're talking to Republican Charlie Baker, who also did the same exact thing that Governor Gretchen Whitmer did with, by banning flavors on, you know, in light of Ivali, Charlie Baker Republican did the same exact thing. So no matter who you're talking to, we need to be effective advocates. And like I was saying earlier, we've been sort of appealing to this, to the, to the Republican right-hand side of this. And we've seen, you know, like the fruits, so to speak, of our labor in places like Florida. We had Republican Governor Ron DeSantis straight up vetoed their vaping bill, their flavor ban. Uh, he hit all of like the American Vapor Association and the and the VTA talking points, you know, talking about, uh, well, this is superfluous because the smoking age is already 21 federally. Uh, this legislation, I mean, he says right here, this legislation would most assuredly lead people to resume smoking cigarettes and would drive others to the hazardous black market. DeSantis wrote. Yep. He gets it. He got he got it. And he talked on all of the talking points. And of course, the main talking point was small businesses. This ban would devastate small businesses. And that is, I don't know, in my opinion, I guess, like the biggest Republican talking point. If you're talking to Republicans, the the economic impact is, in my opinion, the biggest talking point you can possibly have and it's really effective republicans conservatives very much care about budgets fiscal responsibility money Mm -hmm. economic impact Mm -hmm. that's not the only thing they care about but it is one of their top priorities as a party right so that's the argument we've used a lot right number of jobs number of businesses you know, impact the economy, all of these things works really well for Republicans. Yep. They Their ears tend to perk up when you yep. start talking about that. Yeah. Oh, if you mention small businesses, they, they're just hot. They'll just suddenly it's like you got their attention, you know, yep. small businesses. Though. What? What? Hmm? Small businesses. We've got to protect small businesses. Got to protect small businesses. And that's what Governor Ron DeSantis did in Florida. And that was the way. You know, obviously it was boots on the ground in Florida for like the, the, the AVA and the VTA. They were in in his ear constantly, uh, you know, having meetings constantly and it paid off and he listened. And now there's no flavor ban in Florida. Now in California. Right. Argument for that party yep. who's in charge in Florida. A hundred percent. You, you know your audience, you frame your argument so that it fits them. If you're talking to me, trying to sell me a car, don't care about a lot of stuff. Can I hook my phone into it? Okay. Then that's what we should be talking about, you know, when I'm buying a car. Same thing. Same right. thing. We're not going to tell Grim Green about how 
you know, car seats fit really well in the car because <laughs> he doesn't really care. That's Don't not care. his priority, right? Don't care. He wants to know about Bluetooth and hands-free and CarPlay. Yes. Give me tech. Yeah, give me all the tech. Exactly. Know your audience and who you're talking to and honestly what they're looking for as well, you know, what they're looking for as well. And so that's, I mean, that's, see, this is easy because this is what we've been doing for the last four years. We've been that economic impact, that small businesses, that personal freedom. That's how we've been appealing to Trump and the White House and Republican governors and Republican representatives, which, by the way, aren't going away. We're still going to be appealing to both Republican senators, congressmen, uh, you know, members of the House. There are still blue and red at play on both sides. And so we're going to have to, uh, and appealing to the left, like this isn't something that, this is out of our comfort zone. You know, this is kind of out of my comfort zone. You know, I'm just as guilty. It's weird. I feel out of my comfort zone, but it doesn't feel, you know, hopeless. The community by and large, because for the last four years, you know, Trump has been president. So therefore we're dealing with a Republican administration. Yep. That's what we've been sort of focusing on. Right. And because the Senate, you know, has a, has had, uh, and maybe perhaps we don't know yet still will have a Republican majority. So we've been, you know, that it's just been the house. That's it. You know, in terms of Democrats for the last four years. So we've been focusing on, you know, hitting the most Mm -hmm. birds with one stone basically. But you know, if we're looking at a situation where the presidential administration is going potentially going to flip to Democrat, we need to put more of an effort into arguments that appeal to moderates and appeal mm-hmm. to people left of center and mm-hmm. even potentially progressively left. Mm-hmm. Right. This is something that we do have to do. Yes. Because the thing is, you know, when you're an advocate for something, There are times when you're going to have to talk to people that you don't agree with. Maybe you don't even like them. Yep. But if your (laughs) issue is that important to you, you need everyone to agree. Yes. 8,000%. I mean, one side can't save you. If your strategy is, oh, the Republicans will always save us, they're not always going to be in power. Like, look at our history. Look at our country. Like, it it just it flips you have to make your argument a bipartisan issue yep. and i know that perhaps we have not done the best job of that everybody all together but we need to get better at it quickly because we've been sitting on our laurels for too long and now is the <laughs> yes. time when we need to to focus on this yeah and, well and it's it's crazy when people say well the the republicans are the ones that are going to save us the republicans will always save us I mean, but given their track record, they haven't done a lot. I mean, yes, we have some good things. We've got Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida vetoing these, uh, you know, vetoing this flavor ban. We have some other reasonable people here and there. But I think if you use that argument for the for the Republicans and say, well, we have some Republicans here and there that will stand up for us. The same argument can also be made for the Democrats because we do have some Democrats here and there 
you know, that will stand up for us. Yeah, we've got Tom Miller. We got Tom Miller in Iowa. Tom, Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. We've talked about him a bunch, a bunch on this on this here stream, on this here Tuesday, bro, Newsday. And he is firmly Democrat, firmly, firmly in the camp of tobacco harm reduction. You know, he's not necessarily like, a cheerleader for vaping or the independent vapor shops or anything like that. But he's an attorney general and he's firmly, firmly. I mean, I would say pretty, pretty firmly, firmly in the camp of vaping and harm reduction. In fact, I've, I've, I've been such a big fan of Iowa attorney general, Tom Miller for such a long time. Now in my Patreon discord, we have Iowa attorney general, Tom Miller emojis that we made that I think if he knew about would like melt his brain. Like, why would you have, he he probably would love it, but we're big fans. And we talk about Iowa attorney general, Tom Miller a lot. So he did this campaign or at least his office did this campaign back in April, like at the very beginning of, of COVID right at the beginning of the COVID quarantine. And it was hashtag ask AG Miller. And he basically put out a tweet that says like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking tweets ask me anything you want. And so I tweeted at him and said, hi, Tom Miller, AG Iowa. I'm a big fan and longtime vapor product user. The French are studying nicotine as a possible protection from contracting COVID-19. Curious to hear your thoughts on this as it relates to vaping or snooze product use during quarantine. Hashtag ask AG Miller. And he responded and said, thanks. I said I was a big fan. He probably doesn't get that a lot. You know, an attorney general <laughs> probably doesn't have like a huge fan club. Oh, I'm a big fan, Tom Miller. I'm a big fan. And he said, thanks. The French study is fascinating. It shows we have more to learn about COVID and vaping. My primary concern is regulators making misleading or unsus- unsupported claims. That's why I joined public health experts in writing FDA officials in March. And he did. He wrote, I should just read this whole letter, shouldn't I? I feel like it's so good. I kind of just want to read the whole thing. He wrote, he along with, was this the letter? Yeah, this is, yeah, Tom Miller. Yeah, you go, there you go. Tom Miller up in the corner there. Tom Miller, Office of the Attorney General. Um, Nope, this is not the letter. Nope, hang on. This is the letter. (laughs) Give me a second. Give me a second. That's the other tweet. This is the letter. Okay, yeah, see, this is a different letter. (laughs) See, I'm prepared sometimes, you guys. I'm prepared sometimes. But this is the letter that Tom Miller, Iowa Attorney General, Tom Miller wrote to Mitch Zeller, who's the director of the CTP, the Center for Tobacco Products at FDA, which we're going to come back to the CTP in just a second because Trump had some good ideas about the CTP that, you know, I want to give credit where credit is due as much as of a, a seemingly pipe dream that that was. I do want to give credit where credit is due, but Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller, dear Mr. Zeller, FDA and federal government statements on smoking, vaping, and COVID-19. And when you read this letter, it feels like he almost took this personally. You know, he says, uh, we were surprised and disappointed to see a statement about vaping and COVID-19 from an FDA spokesman published on Bloomberg's news service. So let's just get to why they're surprised and disappointed. He says, one, 
There are around 12 million vapors and 34 million smokers in the United States. If they are to receive information with life or death consequences, especially at this time of greatly enhanced personal pressures, they deserve better than an ad hoc email from an FDA spokesman sent to a single online news service. The federal government, if the federal government is going to provide advice, it should be available via FDA and CDC websites, validated for its veracity and clarity, tested for unintended consequences, and made widely available through recognized and trusted health professionals. I feel like there should be an exclamation point on the end of that. Like I feel like Tom Miller was legitimately yelling during this entire letter writing process. The emoji with two exclamation points that are red. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That one. That means serious. That's serious. That's serious time. That is serious time. Evidence. It is likely that many older adult vapors will have underlying conditions that increase their vulnerability and likelihood of severe and fatal COVID-19 symptoms. This is because many are former or current smokers and will have accumulated damage in their cardiovascular and respiratory systems through the many years of smoking. Many will be vaping with the express purpose of reducing their smoking-related risks and or relieving their symptoms. It is therefore particularly important that great care is taken with advice to this group. On what basis is FDA confident that it is right to discourage people with underlying smoking-related conditions from vaping at this time, given the likely alternative for many is to return to smoking? Double red exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where is the evidence-based reasoning that advising adult smokers against vaping is appropriate for the protection of public health at any time, but especially during this COVID-19 crisis? We know of no relevant and informative evidence on vaping and COVID-19, and the evidence on smoking and COVID-19 is inconclusive and contradictory. Exclamation point. <laughs> Double red exclamation point. Just stamp it with a big stamp. Here's, here's his advice. If FDA is going to provide advice on smoking and vaping at this time, it must do, it must do this based on recognition of the pronounced difference in risk between smoking and vaping, the difficulty that many face in quitting nicotine use completely, the risks of harmful unintended consequences, and the strong association of smoking with poverty and various forms of disadvantage. Harm reduction is a valid concept, and its potential is well-established. We do not believe the FDA has any basis for making recommendations about smoking and vaping that are specific to COVID-19 at this time. At this point, therefore, we believe that advice to smokers should be consistent with the long-standing public health imperative to quit smoking using whatever methods work. And that includes by switching to vaping or other low-risk, non-combustible nicotine products. Yeah, Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. What? What? I think this is a. I think this is an incredible letter. I like that. I like that he responded to me. I felt like there was a very classy move, and this isn't the only time he responded to me. We got another. He retweeted me. That's my big claim to fame. AG Tom Miller retweeted me. He retweeted me, and he's been again, lifelong Democrat. Firmly on the side of harm reduction, firmly on the side of tobacco harm reduction, and cares about it enough to where he will see something going on in the media or messaging from the FDA, and he'll say, I disagree with that, what they're saying so much, I'm writing a letter to Mitch Zeller, 
Like I'm putting my money where my mouth is essentially. And I'm writing this letter to Mitch Zeller of the FDA with multiple intended double red exclamation points on it, basically calling out the FDA going, what the hell are you doing? Yes, he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. Democrat. He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. He maintains the thing that I want to maintain that I saw one of my favorite new people on Twitter, Justin Amash, say is that we have to hold our elected officials, no matter who they are, to the same standard. If they do something you like, then you go, thank you. If they do something you don't like, no matter who it is, you have to speak up. You have to voice your opinion and you have to hold them to the same standard across the board, across the board. And I love that Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller gets that. I'm That's something that I'm personally trying to, you know, grapple with and and talking to politicians and trying to reach out to people that I don't like or necessarily agree with. But again, vaping and harm reduction is what matters. And we need to to rise above it. Excellent letter, green-eyed lady, isn't it? Excellent, excellent letter, excellent letter. So let me do a couple of these super chats that came in. I just saw these these pop up. Uh, Halo clouds, that's very gracious of you. I appreciate you, halo clouds. You didn't have to, but you did. Trey Watt, let's do this. Damn it, Trey Watt. I appreciate you, man. You never let me down. Thank you for being here. Kevin Yum. Well, looks like a lemon-headed thing playing a trumpet, followed by a smaller green lime also playing a trumpet. I <laughs> it could be a baby lemon because baby lemons are green oh, when they first grow. Baby on the lemons, vine. baby limes, baby lemons, baby. I get it. I, I get you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get you there. And then finally, Kevin Yum said, uh, like DJ said, I'm more of a lefty. I feel like the healthcare, sh- I feel like healthcare shouldn't be a privilege. Just look at England. And I'm like, WTF, why can't we be like the UK? Look, I agree with you. We are not there right now in, in the United States of America. That's just, we're so, f- we're so far off from that. We're so far off from that. And if that's something to be, you know, uh, not, I don't know. I can't think of the word strived for idealized, maybe a little bit. And if we get an, a goal, sure goal, and we get enough people on board, we can do that. We, we can change this country. We can maybe, am I being too positive right now? But I think we can change the country. (laughs) No, I think we can do a lot of things if we decide that it's important and we set goals and we follow up and we actually do the things. Yes. Right. Yeah. None of this is impossible. It works for us. I know it doesn't feel like that a lot, Mm -hmm. but the reality of the situation is they do. And if enough of us have the discipline to get together and do a thing all the same time in a strategic way, they do listen. Mm -hmm. This exact thing happened last year with Trump. And I know, you know, a lot of people who support Trump maybe necessarily don't want to remember this, but you guys, September 11th, 2019, Mm -hmm. shortly after Evali, Trump went on national television and said that he was going to ban all flavored vaping. That happened. And he was serious. And what did we do? We all got together and we were like, nope, Donald Trump, that is not cool. And we are all going to, you know, pile on on Twitter. We melted the White House phones. Like you said, we were sending 
emails. We were calling. We had a rally. We did all of these strategic things, and he backed off. Yep. Okay? That is the power of the people. This has happened before. This is not a new thing, right? I don't know if any of you guys follow, like, Kratom or any of these other, you know, gray oh, market yeah, Kratom. items. Yeah, Kratom. DEA was about to schedule Kratom as a class one, a schedule one, and a huge outpouring of advocates and users of this product like slammed them they had marches they submitted comments they did all the things to the point where the dea was like i ain't touching that oh hell no <laughs> this actually works and it has worked repeatedly over time but we have to put in the effort you can't yep. just sit at home and go oh well the democrats are awful so Oh, well, yeah, I guess you have I'm to done. make the phone calls. You have to send the tweets. You have yes. to pay attention and you have to act when we say go. Testify. Guys, we've done this before. We've done we this before. Done this is not new. Okay. We may have a tougher audience. It doesn't matter. We still need to do it. Yeah. Vaping still matters. Science still needs to win. Harm reduction still needs to win. Again, regardless of who's in power. We need to hold them to the same standard across the board. So what I want to do right now is I, I, I asked for a little bit of feedback. You know, we'll take a little break from Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. I asked a little bit of feedback on my YouTube. Um, I, I just posted a post about a week ago talking about the schedule is going to be off. But I also asked a question at the end. And uh, here, let me refresh this and see if there's if it's changed at all. I don't think it's changed all in the last few days. No, no, it's still the same. But I pose the question, you know, if Biden slash Kamala legitimately take office, I believe the future of vaping and harm reduction will be blank, will be better, worse, or neither. Uh, the answers weren't super, super surprising in the better category 20%, 20% of people who took this poll, almost 1.6 thousand people said that under Kamala Biden, vaping would be better off. I feel like that's real super optimistic. You know, I feel like that's optimistic. 20% better off. Worse, 57% of you thought that vaping is going to be worse under a Biden Kamala Harris administration. And then lastly, I think this is an important one. 23% said neither. And I think like if I had to get rid of all of these, neither, I think is the category that I'd be landing in too. I didn't take this poll, but I would say neither. I don't think it's going to be better. I don't think it's going to be worse. I think it's going to be the same fight. I think it's going to be the same battle. I think it's going to be the same advocacy and messaging and, and talking points. But instead of talking at these people, you're going to talk to these people now. And we just are, you know, pivot and adjust, frame our argument differently. And now we're talking to these people. That's just, I don't know. That's just the way, that's just the life of an advocate. You, you're constantly pivoting. A tidbit here. Mm. Um, I don't know how clear I am on what my politics are on Twitter. You know, I very much feel it's a little ambiguous. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little ambiguous for me, you guys. Okay. So before I got into vaping, I'm going to be real honest with you. I was a full on progressive, like full on AOC, Nancy Pelosi, 
the whole nine yards. Not okay? Pelosi. M- MSNBC watching the whole thing. Okay, that was me pre-vaping. I got into vaping. I started looking, you know, researching and understanding and looking at the decisions that lawmakers made. And I came way back to the center. Okay. At this point in my life, I agree and disagree with things from the Republican Party, the Democratic Mm -hmm. Party and the Libertarian Party. I like some stuff. I don't like other stuff. I am very much a moderate type of person. However, I am a registered Democrat. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that yeah, I am a registered Democrat. Yeah, that's great. Uh, in the state of California, we have closed primaries and I want to be able to vote in the primary. So I go ahead and pick one or the other. You know what I mean? That's sure, just my sure. If you want to vote, you have to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can only vote for the people in your primary. It's closed. Mm-hmm. So if I registered as an independent, I could only vote for the independent candidates. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be, I want to have some freedom. Right. I am a registered Democrat. I'm a very, very moderate Democrat, but I am a registered Democrat. Yeah. I do not like personally Donald Trump at all. No. Not even a little bit. Okay. Perhaps that might come as a shock to some people because I don't really talk about it that much. Sure. The reason why is because I am very busy emailing Donald Trump, researching what Donald Trump cares <laughs> right, about, exactly. tweeting to Donald calling Trump, the White calling House. the White House, and trying to talk to Donald Trump about why vaping is important. Yep. What I think about him is less important than what I need him to believe about vaping. Everything that you guys think about Biden and you don't like him, I feel worse about Trump. Okay, but I've been doing this yeah. for the Regardless. last four years, Regardless. sucking it up Regardless. and caring about what he cares about and framing my arguments for what he cares about because it's more important to me. Yep. If I can do it for the last four years, I promise you that you can too. You don't have to like Biden. You don't have to like Kamala. You don't have to like the Democrats. You and don't no, have I to don't. like any of it. But you do have to talk to them respectfully and you have to think about what they care about to frame your argument. This is strategy. We are playing chess. This is not personal. Because first of all, yes, I mean, drop your microphone. Just walk out of the room. Good job. Well done. Very well said. Very well said. And there's a good chance that like maybe Kamala Harris hasn't been approached by vaping, by vapors in some sort of particular, you know, friendly tone like that. We haven't put a whole lot of effort right? into appealing to the left, yeah, you guys. If we we're being perfectly honest, right, we just, we haven't. Because we haven't really the, needed to because all they've had is the house for the last four years, sure. you know? Yeah. So they couldn't do a whole lot on their own. So we prioritize, right? That's what we do. We mm-hmm. put out the fires we need to put out first. We haven't really tried. Have we ever done what we did to Trump, to Biden? No, no. we have not. not We've yet. not targeted him on not every yet. you know media platform possible and tailored our messages to him and talked to him about you know votes that he could get. We haven't done that to Biden. We haven't nope. done that to Kamala. So nope. how can you say how they're going to react when we haven't even tried yet? Yeah, we haven't even tried yet. We haven't even tried yet. I think it's... Uh, 
really super i you know i don't want to i don't want to say like closed minded but i think it's a little bit closed minded if you just go well now we can't win you know now we can't win yeah we still can we still definitely can and we yes we still can we, we not only can we we will science will win eventually i'm going to do a couple of these uh i'm going to do a couple of these comments from the uh, from the poll, because I thought there were some good comments in there in the poll, some in, some interesting ones, to say the least. Now the question is, where did I put these? Ah, yeah, here they here we go. Okay, so the first one uh, comes to us from uh, Brad. Brad left us a comment. You're not. I apologize, Daniel. You're not going to be able to see these right away, but I'm going to read them. Brad <laughs> left a comment and said, Democrats are the ones always spreading false rumors on vapor products to scare people enough to not use them. Remember Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer saying they found medical particles in vape juice? The rumor of vaping is as addictive as heroin. Vapes are more likely to make you smoke. I feel like it'll only get worse now if Kamala and Pedo Joe <laughs> take the White House. P.S. I work at a vape shop and I'd love to keep business up. Now, how do you have thoughts? I have a, my thought on this is I don't know that it's always Democrats that are spreading false rumors on vapor products, right? It's not. That is 100% false. I feel like guys, that's at least 90% false. You guys, you're putting blinders on. It is not always the Democrats. We've no. already showed you that a Democrat is staunchly pro vaping. You know who we should talk about for a second? Let's talk about the Surgeon General. Who yes. Was by Trump. Yep. Let's talk about the Surgeon Let's talk about the Surgeon General. Even spread tons of lies and rumors about vaping. Yep. Hi, welcome to your new Surgeon General. It is not just the also, Democrats. You guys need to get that out of your minds. Yeah. It is everybody and it can be anybody. It can be anybody and we can flip anybody. Yep. This is how it needs to work. Yep. hundred percent. Surgeon General. I mean, I don't need to mention uh, Trump appointed Stephen Hahn, who's head of the FDA, who also, you know, disparages, yeah, has done nothing and continues to disparage vaping on Twitter. Do we need to talk about uh, Trump appointed Secretary Azar from the Department of Health and Human Services, who also did nothing to help vaping pushed along the FDA PMTA guidelines until they till they happened and then all these vape shops are just up and up in arms going well now we're all going to lose our job because of Trump appointed secretary Azar and Trump appointed surgeon general and Trump appointed Stephen Hahn who all took it upon themselves to completely disparage vaping and completely completely spread false I mean, the COVID thing, the Ashley Moody thing, it drives me insane when you just see them just lying. And you see you see uh, Surgeon General Jerome Adams on television, on like broadcast television, saying that, oh, we have higher rates of COVID because of vaping. He just, he just made that up. He just made that up and just lied on the air about vaping. So it is not <laughs> always, look, it is a lot of Democrats, but I think it's I think it's unfair to say that it's just Democrats. I think that's a very unfair statement to make. Very that is not accurate. But look, 
I agree with you. Gretchen Whitmer did say they found medical particles in vape juices. And a lot of when I hear politicians kind of speaking off the cup and cuff and messing up their terminology. And even when we get to the Biden video and he says well, that study hasn't been done yet. And you're like, well, what study? I feel like they're just regurgitating whatever their most recent meeting with their advisors was, you know, someone could have told Gretchen Whitmer, uh, uh, be sure to mention the metal particles. And she just in her brain went medical particles. She doesn't know. I don't think she has an opinion. I think she has the opinions of her advisors. Campaign for tobacco free kids. Yeah. Be mad at, yeah. All the different kinds of politicians on yep. the children and yep. the lies and yep. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you see Democrats spreading misinformation, like we see, uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo, who's in Andrew Cuomo's ear? It's PAVE, PAVE, Parents Against Vaping, Meredith Berkman or Beekman. She's the. She's the one that she's the one that committed perjury. Was it her? Or was it the other girl that committed perjury? Okay, it was it was Meredith that committed perjury. That's fine. She is the one in Cuomo's ear. She is the one telling him about the youth vaping epidemic, and that's how we got Cuomo on television during a press conference to say, "Is vaping better than smoking?" Like you, we've all heard the clip a thousand times. Technically, yes, but so what? And as Matt Cully pointed out on Twitter, that kind of brings us to this whole other weird place in the world where leaders can acknowledge the health benefits of something, but also in the same sentence, completely disregard it. And I think that's, I think that's a dangerous, uh, I just think that's a dangerous, uh, I think that's a dangerous place to go. So we had, I had a couple more of these. Maybe we might not get through all of these. Um, Brian, what do you have to say, Brian? What did Brian have to say? Sorry, this is going to take me a sec here because I'm, I'm slow at things. Brian says, uh, I picked worse because they're more likely to make money from big tobacco. Uh, and I don't, I don't think either of them are smart enough to know it's better than smoking. And if they do, I don't think they would care. Uh, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Uh, a lot of assumptions going on there. You know, that's... Uh, that's a that's kind of the slippery slope logic, logical fallacy going on there where, well, they don't know about this. And if they did, then they're lying and they, or they don't care. You know, you're, you're kind of making assumptions based on no real information. I mean, is there hard? Uh, is there any evidence showing that that Biden takes a lot of money from big tobacco or that Kamala takes a lot of money from big tobacco? Like as far as like a pack or a super pack or something? the Republican Party tends to be the ones that will take tobacco money. Tobacco money, yeah. Because they tend to be the, you know, representatives or governors of states which grow tobacco. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of things sort of tend to, it's not the rule, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it does historically tend to lean that direction. So Mm -hmm. it's not as likely Mm-hmm. For a Democrat to be taking big tobacco money yeah. than it is for a Republican. A Republican definitely, definitely take tobacco money. Republicans definitely take tobacco money. Um, I had another one here from uh, George. I know George. I, uh, I've i talked to George on Twitter. He had to say this. Uh, Sorry, but worse. Trump at least heard everyone out and backed off on the full ban. 
I feel like the far left, once their mind is made up, there's no changing it. It's always for the children and nothing else they nothing else said can change their mind. They use children to usurp our liberties one by one. Now, you're you're you are correct. Trump Trump wanted a flavor ban. He went on TV and said that vaping is killing kids and that there was going to be a flavor ban. When we made enough noise threatening to not vote for him, that's when he cared. That's when he cared. And I feel like that whole White House meeting that followed where, you know, people always give Trump so much credit for that White House meeting of having all the stakeholders there. And, you know, I do too. I think that was a good move. But I feel like that meeting happened just so Trump could see how this was going to affect 2020. You know, I was, I'm thinking he's just hearing like, how many votes is this going to cost me if I follow through with this? And how many votes is it going to cost me if I go, you know, the other direction? I think that was like his main concern in that meeting. That's that, I mean, that was kind of the vibe that I just got from it as him sitting there thinking, how many votes is this going to cost me? I don't think Trump really cares about smoking or smokers or addiction or giving them a less harmful alternative. I think for him, it was really really just about votes. I think that's where I'm landing on that. I think it was really about votes. Um, George also said, I feel like the far left, once the far left has their minds made up, there's no changing it. I don't believe that to be true. I think anybody's mind can be changed. And I also don't feel like Biden is the far left, right? Not at all in any capacity. I wouldn't, I would say that Biden is definitely a Democrat, but he is a very status quo sort of centrist centrist democrat far left he he is not now if you want to have a discussion about the far left at some point i'm sure we could talk about the far left but biden i do, I do not believe is far left um let me do this one here from uh space fish what do you got on screen i my mic gets cut off my audio gets cut off oh really that They're saying whenever you cut, it mutes me, basically. Really? Oh, oh, oh. Does that help? That helps. Speak now. Hello. Can you guys hear me now? We tried to fix the dangle clack. Yep, there was a dangle clack. Wow, that was a long dangle clack. That was an hour-long dangle clack. <laughs> fun. What a fun, what a fun dangle clack that was. Um, okay, so let me do... See, is your audio still going to be here? Nope. <laughs> your audio's not here either. That's fine. We can work through dangle clacks. We can adapt. Nope, not with that though. Um, talk amongst yourselves for just one second. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna add. Uh, there we go. Okay, now you can be heard across all scenes. Yes, I have Success. the power. Yeah, you can just interject any anytime you want. Okay few more of these that I wanted to read. Um, I want to read this one from Space Fish. Uh, Space Fish. Space, Space Fish. <laughs> Space Fish chimed in and said, uh, they're both anti-vaping. Uh, and since the Trump administration actually took time to learn about it and wasn't too hard on it, they'll probably want to do the opposite despite Trump, especially with how against it Kamala is. And Space Fish, 
Dude, I mostly agree with you. I mostly agree with you here. This is one of my biggest fears in all of politics and all of, you know, I never really cared before I had a cause, you know, before I was a libertarian and I just wanted the best for everybody. You know, you're going to have this broad, make the world a better place, make the United States a better place. Yes, yes. Smaller government, less taxes, more freedom. That's my thing. And now that there's a cause behind it and I have this, this vaping thing behind it, I think about things like this and I kept going back and forth in my head thinking, all right, if Trump saves vaping, which he is, is in his power, it would have been a, he would landslide this win, this election landslide. He would have won. How does that make me feel that vapors got Donald Trump reelected? So I can either do this and maybe Donald Trump will save vaping, but literally everyone will hate me and hate vaping by proxy because Donald Trump did something for it. And that means that vaping is now on a stopwatch because as soon as someone from the other side of the aisle, as soon as a Democrat gets in there, they're going to just undo the things that Trump did. And so I was wrestling around with that in my head, like, oh, they're just going to undo it. Like, they're just going to undo it. And I, I was kind of hoping that Trump would just back off. In my heart of hearts, I'm thinking, Trump just needs to back off vaping. He needs to stop talking about it so that the Dems won't instantly want to undo anything he does. That was my biggest fear for a really long time. So Space Fish, I kind of, I mostly agree with you. We don't have a lot on Kamala Harris right now. We're going to repeat something that we had a few weeks ago, but this is really the only evidence we have on Kamala Harris. I had two more here that I wanted to read. Um, This one is from Tom. Tom had some some good words for us here. Shout out to you, Tom. Tom said, I believe things will eventually be better. Keyword is eventually. Things always get worse before they get better. That's just the way of the world. But I have a good optimistic feeling about this coming year. The ship's not going to go down. We're going to beat these fuckers and we're going to continue to save lives. Much love, my good man. And thanks for everything you do. I love Tom's attitude. And I really agree with him. I think that uh, I think that things are going to get better. I think they're going to get worse before they get better, but I yeah. do think they're going to get better. I have a little bit of optimism and positivity in my life. <laughs> we may lose some battles, but we're going to win the war. That's how I feel about right. it. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's a perfect way to put it. We might lose some battles, but we we will win the war. I am I am more confident now. And it has nothing to do with the election and nothing to do with Biden and nothing to do with Trump and Republicans and politics or anything like that. It has to do, my positivity has to do with talking to people like Colin Mendelson and Alex Wodak who have been fighting for harm reduction, you know, their entire lives. And even hearing someone like Alex Wodak say, well, we're going to win, but these things are always met with resistance at first and we have to power through so that, you know, so that public health can win. He just gave me a real big boost. And I thought, damn it, we're, we're going to win this. There's no way we can't. We have so much science. We have so many anecdotes, millions and millions of anecdotes. We have observational studies. We have, you know, randomized controlled trials. We have ophthalmology reports. We have, I mean, it's crazy how much science we have. It's crazy. So we will, we definitely will win. Um, let me read this last one because we're running out of time here just a little bit. Uh, Jimmy James. Jimmy James. Jimmy James says, 
That's a very tough question. Where there is an untruth or misconception in someone's opinion, I believe that opinion can be changed. The real question is how to go about doing so. That is, that is the ultimate question. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, in my opinion. When and how. And how. How long, how do we do it, and how long is it going to take? So how and when. And I think we have plenty of hows, maybe not the when. The when's, <laughs> the when's a little up in the air right now. Sure. But the how, the how we can get to, the how we can do. Um, so I wanted to mention these two things as well because I don't want to, I don't want this to seem like it's just some sort of, you know, uh, ragging on Trump kind of thing. It's 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 not that. You know, it's not no. that I'm not ragging on Trump or Trumpers or Republicans. We're just trying to get to the bottom of how we can present vaping to these different people. You know, that's that's ultimately what we're going for. And so Trump and this is kind of something we chatted about a little bit before the show. But Trump had a pretty good idea at one point that as we talked about a little bit, Danielle and I, we kind of realized it's not really super feasible to do this, but what Trump wanted to do was make a new department within the Department of Health and Human Services. And this, I found this on Forbes, and this was written by one of my heroes. I just love her, Sally Sattel. Uh, she's a journalist. Uh, she's a doctor. She, uh, right here, it says, I write about issues at the intersection of medicine and culture. Trump's good idea get drug regulators out of vaping. So essentially what this comes down to is Trump was in his 2021 White House budget had a like an earmark suggestion suggestion I sure suggestion. suggestion good good suggestion he had a suggestion for a new department um in the Department of Health and Human Services correct mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong on any of this in the Department of Health and Human Services that would kind of Replace, but outside of the FDA, right, I believe. Outside of FDA, but part of HHS. And this would kind of create a new center for tobacco products, right? right. Sally Sattel calls it Center for Tobacco Products 2.0, CTP 2.0. And this would allow one governmental department to focus solely on tobacco, everything that has to do with tobacco. They don't, this is a strictly tobacco department. They wouldn't worry about drugs that the FDA are approving. They wouldn't worry about disease, you know, pandemics like the C, you know, like the CDC has to deal with. They would be very, very specialized in their focus and in their scope of tobacco regulating nicotine and tobacco products. This obviously hasn't come to fruition. Chances are it won't come to fruition, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a really good idea. As pipe dreamy as it is, I still want to give Trump credit for, I mean, this is thinking outside the box here. This is, uh, this is like an unprecedented move. This is essentially saying, look, this, this topic, this subject has become so convoluted and so nuanced that it demands its own focused regulatory group to decide to do what's the best thing for these products 
with keeping in mind youths, keeping in mind adults, keeping in mind smoking and cancer and lung cancer rates and things like this. I think this was a really, I think this was a really, really good idea. A lot of people, including Sally Sattel, praised it. I saw it reported on uh, also in Cigar Aficionado magazine, which, man, if we could get vaping as accepted as cigars, we'd be in good shape. They, cigars have this great PR image of, you know, the sophisticated person who speaks in a British accent and smokes cigars in their oak libraries with whiskey cups and things like this. That's what we need for vaping. <laughs> That's what we need for vaping. But they reported on it as well. It says Trump's budget would create a new tobacco regulation agency and they break it down pretty well talking about how it's going to be part of health and human services but outside the fda and they were i mean obviously cigar aficionado was really in favor of this and these are the only two articles that i could find about this nobody else really reported on it it wasn't really like promoted by the white house it wasn't really you know anywhere else in the mainstream media um but i feel like if this could have got traction this would have been a real good thing. And if this could have got traction, I feel like this could have won over some tobacco users and some vapors in this, the 2020 election, if it had actually, you know, if it had actually gone anywhere. But, you know, Danielle was telling me, what were you saying? They they have to logistically, it logistics would be and- a little bit of a nightmare because I'm, I'm not 100% positive on this, but I have a pretty good feeling that you would basically, it would take, I think, an act of Congress to basically undo the deeming rule, which gave um, right. the FDA yeah. the authority to regulate tobacco. Like, you'd have to, like, undo a lot of stuff that was really hard to do in the first place and then redo it all. Like, like I'm just guessing. That would take, like, an extremely motivated Congress. Yes. I don't know that, I don't think we have right now. So, you know, that's why I think it's, unlikely i still think it's a good idea and i really wish that it could happen but i'm not holding my breath for that you know and in a perfect world uh you know if and when biden gets into the white house if this became a thing again could you imagine biden saying well i'm going to create this special tobacco group the ctp 2.0 outside of the fda i mean that would be I, mean, I think that would be the great. dream, right? I think yeah. that's unbelievable. I think that's unbelievable. And I, I don't know. It kind of seems out of the realm of possibility to me, but it also like, I'm still maintaining a little hope, you know? Yeah. A little yeah. hope because look, if we're looking at track records and we're talking about Democrats, generally the Democrats are the ones that like to grow and expand the federal government and and its powers and wrong. its abilities and it's you know oh now we need a new department for this a new department for this but we're going to need you know 2 trillion dollars more taxes for this department and 8 trillion dollars more taxes for this department but they're the fans of this yep. you know this ever growing government bodies and bureaucracy so i feel like it's not completely out of the realm of possibility to someday have a tobacco specific regulatory body i think that would be amazing hope for the best plan for the worst hope for the best plan for the worst so let's talk a little bit more about uh we got about 15 minutes left here but i wanted to 
I wanted to share another thing from Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller because he retweeted me. I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but he definitely oh, did. He definitely retweeted me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it. Uh, I did a video, and I tagged him in it, and he retweeted me and said, Well said, Grim Green. Everybody, everybody reading that? Let me zoom in on it so we can all see. <laughs> Iowa Attorney, Attorney General Tom Miller said, Well said, Grim Green. That's forever on the internet. Uh, we need a better solution than ban it because we don't understand it. Thank you. Democratic Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller is clearly in our corner. He's clearly, you no, know, not necessarily in our corner, but he's definitely on the corner of tobacco harm reduction and using less harmful alternatives like vaping and making those widely available and not discouraging smokers with misinformation and not discouraging smokers from even trying it to, to potentially get off of combustion. Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller, you know, he's, he's kind of exactly. my hero. I'm going to be a cheerleader for him. Uh, and he's definitely in our corner and he's definitely, definitely a Democrat. And he wrote this great letter. Now, as always, I'm going to have links to literally everything that we talk about. Um, uh, there's a few more things. See, I don't think we're going to get to that. I don't think we're going to get to that. We should talk about the arguments that may appeal more to the left because we yes. talked about arguments that definitely yes. do appeal to the right. So, yeah, what, that's, a, that's a very good point. I was getting way off track. But uh, traditionally, traditionally on the left they are much more concerned with, like Joe Biden says, science. You know, mm -hmm. he says, I'm going to follow the science. There's literally, we have literally one quote from Biden about vaping, and it's been watched a thousands and thousands of times and been poured over a thousand times. And what did he actually say? I've never seen one clip so dissected as this one clip that we have uh, from Biden. In fact, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the Biden clip. Uh, I'm going to play the Biden clip right now. Give me one sec. Hi. Um, my question is concerning the vapor industry. Um, over the past several months, the Trump administration thought over proposed regulations and then recently just came out with a much more narrow plan to target just the products that are the most popular amongst our youth. And it would largely leave small businesses unaffected. Um, my question to you is, is have you met with any of the small business owners in, the, in that space to see how these regulations impact them or how they think that we should continue forward in order to prevent youth access to these products? The answer is I have not met with any of the particular individual small business people selling the vaping equipment and the kinds of material that you can in include and uh, in, in, in put in the pipe. But I tell you what, one of the things that, you know, everybody knows who Donald Trump is. We've got to let them know who we are. At least I let them know who I am. And I choose science over fiction. And so if the science is demonstrating it's doing great damage, then I don't care what it does to a small business person who's selling this stuff. If it is damaging lungs, if it's causing the kind of damage that is said and that study's not been fully done yet, if it turns out that it is, then I would eliminate it. I would make it, 
I, I would go after it in a hard way. I would make it broader, not just where he is. But that's the clip. Can we go over for a second what he actually said? Yes. What he said was, if the science proves that it is harmful to people, then if the science proves, then I don't care about the impact on small businesses. Yep. That's what he said. That's if what he said. If the science proves it, then I don't care about the economic impact. So if you want my opinion as somebody from the inside on the Democratic side, the first problem with what happened there is that the guy who asked the question focused on small businesses. Yep. You guys, yep. the Democrats small are businesses. not as preoccupied with economic impact and small business. Nope. What he should have, and that's why Biden said, I don't care if the science proves it's bad because that's that's how the Democrats are. What he should have perhaps asked is the thing he said about Trump, like blah, blah, blah. You know, this technology is being used by millions of people around the world to quit smoking and help save them from the death and disease caused by smoking. How would you regulate it to protect these adults while also protecting the interests of kids? Right. That's how you would phrase a question to a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Not about economy, not about money, small businesses. not about nope. small businesses. That's why that went badly. However, if you heard him, he said, if the science proves. Yep. That's our in, you guys. That's, That's our, our in. in. And he because said the science doesn't prove it. Yeah, the science doesn't prove it. And he said, and that's exactly what he said. If the science proves that this is worse than smoking, then I'm going to go after it. It's not a Which matter of. That's not controversial, right? right we would no. want that. Yeah. If science proves that a product on the market is, you know, if phones are exploding and killing people, we would sure. want the president to take that phone off the market and not worry about all the cell phone companies that are going to lose money from selling it if it's killing people. Right. That's not a controversial. No, that's not a that's yeah, that's not a radical <laughs> position to hold. That's no. not a radical position to hold. And I see some people in the chat saying, "Well, you know, what science? What how do we valid know?" Valid question. Valid question. How valid do we know? Question. What science? What science is he going to get? If he says the science, then I'm assuming he'll look at the science and not necessarily uh, someone's science, you know? Well, it, but we have to work to ensure that, right? We, I yes. would say we can't assume, we don't know what science, he might be looking at, you know, campaign for tobacco-free kids science. He could. So we need to be very loud very and vocal. send him messages and send him tweets and communicate with him and tell him the other science to look at. Go, yes. I, if I were you, I would assume he's going to look at the bad science so make it a point to show the good science. That's our job. That's what we need to do, you guys. Yes. That's how we make fit sure into democracy. He sees the good science. Make sure that he sees the good science. He didn't say, I'm going to ban vaping. This was framed in a really weird way. He didn't just say, I'm just going to ban vaping. He specifically called out, I'm going to look at the science. And if the science shows that it's harming people, one one. One wild card in this that I don't know if anybody's really taking into account that I didn't even really think about until recently is that Joe Biden's wife is a doctor. She's a she's a medical doctor. No, I thought she was a teacher. She's a well, oh, is I think she she's a, a teacher? PhD. I All think right, she fact might be a checker. PhD. Fact check it, fact checker. 
It's Jill Biden, right? It's Jill Biden. I think it's Dr. Jill Biden. But I think it's a PhD doctor. Right. I well, recall everybody talking about her being this. a teacher. Oh, she could be a teacher. I mean, Continuing still. to teach English full-time in a community college. Yeah, she is a teacher, and I'm guessing that doctor is a PhD. Really? Can we get any clarification on that? What's her Wikipedia I'm looking page say? At, What's her Wikipedia um, page say? I'm looking at a, pro, a um, profile of her on uh, the White House President Barack Obama information. I think this is when, you know, oh, okay. um, she was the, like, second first lady or whatever the vice president's wife is called. I don't know these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, Michelle Lynn is uh, is chiming in here. Biden's wife is a teacher. She's a PhD. Yeah. She might have just done the Google foo for us. Still. <laughs> Still, maybe not a medical doctor, still, still someone who's obviously smart and can disseminate information, someone who could be, you know, a critical thinker. That's all this really takes is some critical thinking. They don't don't just hand out PhDs to anybody. Yeah, they don't just hand those things out. And look, if if we see that Biden's making weird decisions or bad decisions or Kamala Harris is basing, you know, she says, well, Matt Myers from Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids, that should motivate us and radicalize us enough, I think, to to get him as much information as we possibly, possibly can. And, I mean, we're going to hold him to the same standard we hold Trump. We'll call the White House. Yep. Shit, yeah. I'll call the White House. I'll do calls to actions. I'll call the White House all day long. You want a Twitter bomb? Uh, Kamala Harris? You know, when the time comes, because I don't think that vaping is going to be on their radar. I mean, odds, here's what I would say. Vaping's not going to be on their radar for months, maybe longer. That would be my prediction because there's a lot of stuff going on if there's you guys a lot going on yeah there's so much going on right now it's like you know covid and 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 job loss and you know the economy all of this stuff where vaping is like this little thing that's like way way down the road way way down the road so we have time we have time to get our message out we have time to get our information out and when the time comes we might need to Twitter bomb. We might need to melt the fo- White House phone lines again. We might need to publicly, you know, as hard as I've been trying, pe- like discredit people like Matt Myers, you know, right. use the, use his quotes against him. And this, I think a bigger problem than appealing to the right or the left is to trying to get the right information, you know, get the American Lung Association to admit that. <laughs> you know, right. the right science for once or get campaign for tobacco free kids or the American Heart Association to not be just liars, just just dirty, dirty, filthy liars. Um, so that's the Joe Biden quote. And that is literally the only thing we have of Joe Biden saying anything about vaping. We got this one clip and that's it. And that's what we're basing all of this on. And just the right. fact that he said, I, I believe in science. I don't believe in fiction. I, that to me, I go, okay, great. I can, like I can work with that. We got science. Yeah. We got science out the wazoo that I can work with that. I can work with the two things that might be a struggle and I don't have any solutions to this. So I'm just going to say it, put it out there. Uh, Kamala Harris is going to be a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. I think just because of her background and her history and her 
fervent hate of all things Donald Trump. And when Donald Trump did the flavor ban, she said Donald Trump didn't go far enough. Right. Now, did, did she mean that? Did she I mean think that? She probably or was it did. like posturing? I th- like, no, I think I'm going to be Harris- against Donald Trump. No, I think Kamala Harris has been staunchly against vaping for a hot minute. Yeah, well, uh, she and is I think California. You know. She doesn't understand it, like most California politicians. She doesn't mm-hmm. understand it. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the vice presidency is the vice president only has as much power as the president gives them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. unless something catastrophic happens to Biden, which if you think that's going to happen, that can be your opinion. Yeah. But unless she takes over as the president, or Biden specifically gives her like a vaping task force job, right? right. She's not going to have, she can't just do things about vaping on her own. Like no. remember what the vice president does. You yes. Guys. yes. There's, there's, diff- there's a Dick Cheney kind of vice president. And then there's like, <laughs> right, right. you know, like maybe a Nixon or somebody else yeah. kind of vice president. It depends. <laughs> it's up to the president how much the vice president actually gets to do. Right. So yes. calm down a little bit. Like yes. if he gave her 100%. a vaping task force. Yeah, that would suck. And we'd have to work really hard against that. Uh, but yeah. if he doesn't, she's, you know, she's probably going to be doing other stuff. Yeah, you know she's what I probably going to be so much more involved in so much other stuff. And I don't think. I don't know. I just see vaping as such a far off thing. Like if and when this power transfer happens, whenever we fully see who won the actual election, because I want real results, you know, from this election. I want the real results from this election. And it turns out that it is Biden and Harris. I don't think it's going to be in the first few months. You know, they always do that first 100 days type of thing. I don't think it's definitely not in that. I don't think so. I can't. I can't imagine it being in their first 100 days. But like, you know, like if Danielle said, shit, suddenly Biden gives Kamala Harris the underage vaping task force. Right. We might have a problem. We might have a problem then, but that doesn't mean that we can't go, okay, uh, here's what we have. Here's what we have. Here's all the science that we have. Here's all that, you know, this that we have. Here's a... All of this via Twitter. Here's the 13 million vapors. And the, I know they're all anecdotes, but here's all their stories. You know, right. we have ways to combat this. And it's not, you know, it's not completely off for the Democrats. And I guess this is one thing that we can close on is Democrats have been traditionally in the past big cheerleaders of harm reduction measures, harm reduction for drugs, Yes, drug type. harm reduction. Right, yes. drug harm reduction. And even when Hillary ran in 2016, part of her platform was, you know, uh, safe injection sites, uh, public health, harm reduction, having first responders carry Noxalone that can, you know, prevent an opioid overdose. And on on Trump's side of it, nothing. There was nothing. There was no, there's no harm reduction, no, no opioid crisis, no, uh, no, no, nothing. He just said, I'm going to leave states to regulate weed. And then that's it. And that's, and there you go. We're not decriminalizing anything. We're not, we're not doing nothing. So traditionally, strictly traditionally speaking, we have a huge in with harm reduction and the. Uh, you know, the magnitude of the of the public health that's going to come from smokers switching to vaping. And if we can communicate that in a in a you know, in a meaningful way to people on the left. Yes, I think that's something we could really like. Come here. Okay, we got you. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like you go. like Come drug here. harm reduction. Yeah. Check out tobacco harm reduction. Yeah. Tobacco These harm are like reduction. the same thing. They're just not seeing it, you guys. They're yep. just not They're connecting just not the dots. Seeing it. So we need to connect the dots for them, make it real easy. This kind of harm reduction, it's like this kind of harm reduction. Don't right. you love harm reduction? Sure. Yeah, you do. You love it. Right? I knew. And then, you know, connect those dots. Like Danielle said, we have to connect the dots for them because nobody is doing that. And I feel this sense of like, obviously we have to keep going. We have to keep fighting because no movement that has ever been successful gave up. Correct. <laughs> they didn't, right? We're talking about the AIDS epidemic of the 80s. That came to just, you know, a fiery head and people are yelling at each other to finally get this change done. And, you know, they didn't just give up. The, the no. cannabis activists for the last 30 <laughs> years, yeah, 30 plus years, they didn't just give up. They fought tooth and nail for 30 years and now in a lot of states look we got legal recreational marijuana we got legal recreational cannabis because of the because of the people that came before because of the people that fought before and the people that continued that fight and all i need to do all you need to do is look at legal weed and you go well vaping's going to we're going to succeed we're going to win and i don't think it's going to take us nearly as long i hope not i, I really I, I hope not i hope not so harm reduction and this so i want to talk about the progressive policy yes institute. progressive policy institute is do you have any information like background on on who these who they are what they do the ppi so they so as the name implies they are a leftist think tank essentially kind of i mean i would argue that they're like some of these you know kind of like reason or some of these other uh heartland or stuff like that they're a they're like a democratic you know think tank is my understanding of them um and in 2019 they put out a report again this is a democratic called progressive policy institute and their slogan is radically pragmatic right yep so they put out a report authored mm -hmm. by Robert J. Shapiro uh, mm -hmm. last year, 2019, called The Impact of Electronic Cigarettes on Cigarette Smoking by Americans and Its Health and Economic Implications. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of report, along with Royal College of Physicians and all of the other things that we have, that mm -hmm. we need to be showing Democrats. Because it's like, look, your own people yeah. in a think tank yeah. think that this is a great... I, I mean, they came to conclusions like, among adults, cigarette smoking fell from 18% in 2013 to 14% in 2017, while the use of e-cigarettes increased from 1.9 to 2.8%. You know, yeah. they basically, this is a huge long report huge. that goes through them essentially coming to the conclusion that there are um, basically that e-cigarettes can explain a decline in smoking, mm -hmm. that there is a healthcare savings and cost reduction uh, that is in productivity benefits associated with this reduction in smoking caused by electronic cigarettes. This is just the kind of thing Democrats need to read. They just okay? love it. They, they'll eat it up with a spoon, especially when you tell them like, look, this is from your own. This is by your own standards. This is from a democratic think tank. And these are the conclusions that they came to your party, Joe Biden 
came to right. these conclusions on their own from their own democratic democratic think tank. Out of all of the links that I put in the description, I think this is going to be probably the most important. This news came out like, you know, it says August last year mm-hmm. and it didn't even register in the mainstream media, didn't even register, barely registered on the Grim Green YouTube channel. I think I spent like a news segment in a vlog, like passively mentioning it because right. at the time it's like, this doesn't really, Trump's not going to care about this. Uh, the Republicans aren't going to care about this progressive policy Institute report. Uh, we have to wait for someone who cares about it to then show right. it to them, you know, right. The right, the right message for the right person at the right time. And that's right. how you change minds, right message, the right person at the right time. And here's a little bit of history for you real quick. I found it. So it yeah. says founded in 1989, PPI, Progressive Policy Institute, started as the intellectual home of the New Democrats and earned a reputation as President Bill Clinton's idea mill. Many of its mm. mold-breaking ideas have been translated into public policy and law and have influenced international efforts to modernize progressive politics. There you go. This yeah. is a democratic think tank. Think tank. And right now... You know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the ones like Nick said, Trump wasn't going to care about this. They will, I think, and may actually care about this. So these are the kind of tools that we need to bring out. Yes. These are these are the kind of tools we need to bring out for the left. We need science. We need harm reduction. And we need to put a personal face on every anecdote that they possibly hear about this golden oldies tour which shout out to Lindsay stroud over there on twitter for doing this golden oldies capital vape tour getting all of these you know uh you know 50 plus year old smokers who are now vapors saying i wouldn't you know i smoked cigarettes for 40 years of my life and i wouldn't have been able to quit without uh creamy raspberry unicorn fuzz or whatever right that's amazing we need millions of those we need hundreds and tens of thousands of those in order to humanize this because that's another thing that the democrats are really on board with and this is something we were kind of talking about earlier but republicans as far as politicians go are just robots that's it it's just policy i don't care how you feel this is the policy i am a robot is this good for the economy or bad for the economy that's how i see republicans i see democrats like just you know your camp leader at summer camp like come on guys let's just hang out how's that make you feel let's talk about your feelings let's talk about your emotions that is a huge huge way to appeal to the democrats just be a compassionate human being and tell your story and approach it in like a compassionate way they will listen They will listen. I have a big note written down here, and I guess this is what we're going to end on. Again, I'll have links for every, literally everything that we talked about, but please check out this progressive policy link and share it with as many uh, Democratic, you know, governors and Congress people that you possibly can. But one word that I have written down here, besides verbiage, I just don't want to use the term nicotine addict anymore. I don't like the term addict. I think no, it's a I gross I think it's a gross stigmatizing term that consumer consumer a nicotine consumer nicotine consumer and even in pa- if you're going to like even call it a nicotine dependency because that's much more scientifically accurate yep. as to what mm-hmm. nicotine produces in your brain. Yep. yep. 
So that's the first thing. I'm done doing the saying the word addict, and I'm glad we agree. <laughs> glad we can agree on that. The second thing I have written down here in big letters, it just says tone. 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 Being compassionate and reasonable mm-hmm. and heartfelt mm-hmm. and sincere and just coming from a place of like kindness. You know, it's that saying, kill them with kindness. That's that's how I feel that we need to take on the left and the Dems is kill them with kindness. You know, yep. and they 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 will love it. They they love it. They'll just eat it up. If you're sincere and you have this like, you know, we put a face on vaping. We say vaping is, you know, there's this stigma where you picture vapors. It's like Brad and his cloud of lies, you know, tattoos <laughs> and ex-smokers and, you know, with these big mods and like there's this thing like vaping. And we need to change that to be we, we are humans you know, we are struggling with this nicotine dependency. We need to put a face on it. We need to be touchy feely. And when you tweet at democratic leaders, you have to be that same sort of heartfelt compassion way. You know, you yes. can't, no one's going to see your side if you're yelling at them. Right. No one's going to see your side if you're yelling at them. And alternatively, it would be ridiculous for them to yell at you and them experience you know, them expect you to see their side of it. It it goes both ways. If someone's trying to convince you of something, should they yell at you? Is that what you would want to be yelled at? Or call you names. Or call you names. Right. (laughs) And look, and I am a hundred percent guilty of this. I've got, I've gone on Twitter and called Gretchen Whitmer, a you know, a dictator. I've gone on Twitter and called Gretchen Whitmer, a tyrant. I've called all sorts of names. I'm one of the biggest offenders of this. But we can't, it's difficult, but I feel like that's something that we really should try to steer clear of. Thoughts, Danielle? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if I'm on Twitter, right, when I'm tweeting at Donald Trump, I'm not saying, hey, Donald Trump, you spoon-fed bigot mother, jag off. you need to care about vaping. No, I'm not saying that. No. And good luck trying to convince someone that you have a valid opinion and something that you care about, they should care about, while also calling them a sociopath or corrupt <laughs> yes. or in bed with China or yep. whatever it is you guys want to see. You can yeah. think that all you want. I'm not trying to censor your thoughts, no. but what I'm telling no. you is the stuff that you say out loud, especially when you're in conversation with these people, sure, matters. Yep. And you, you, you're not going to convince them while calling them pedophiles. Like yep. you're just not going to do that. You're not going to I don't know if this is news to you. I'm not sure who wants who needs to hear this, yeah. but that's not going to work. I was respectful to Donald Trump when I tweeted at him and called the White House and emailed him even yep. though there is not an ounce of me that has respect or even likes him. Yep. But I did that because harm reduction was more important than how I harm felt about reduction, him. Harm reduction, yep, is always and more you, important. I just feel really frustrated a little bit with some stuff I'm seeing in chat because it's like you know, if you guys are preoccupied with political parties or calling us apologists for Biden or calling the Democrats sociopaths, you guys, I'm not about that. I'm over it. Harm yeah. reduction is bigger than how you feel about a party. And if you're stuck hating the party, you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're yep. not hearing what we're saying mm-hmm. if you're still worried about mm-hmm. what the Democrats are doing and mm-hmm. how the Republicans are better. Mm-hmm. There is no point in blaming anybody mm-hmm. at this point. We need to adapt and we need to move forward and we need to keep fighting. Yep. Like, I'm just sorry, but I'm tired of people getting hung up on this stuff. I'm not yeah. an apologist for anybody. I'm pragmatic. 
if we want to win, we need to focus on strategy and not about yelling at our enemies. Yep. Not about yelling at our enemies. You're not going to like Spork Life said, you get more honey with a spoon. What? Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, that's the same basic idea. And it's like, it goes back to when I went on that, whatever, that, that charter television show, Spectrum In Focus, and I was sitting there with that doctor. I already disliked this person tremendously. Just from our little conversation in the green room when we were talking about vaping, I was like, oh man, I, 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 if, we, if this is Twitter, I'd be yelling at you type of situation. But you just go out there and I was just calm and I said, that's absolutely actually very wrong. Here's all my points. Here's all the things. I didn't call her names. You know, nope. I didn't say, I didn't call him, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I can't even think of like a, a rare insult. I didn't call him a snowflake. Didn't call him a, you know, nope. a, a, a pedophile or, you know, no name calling because that's no. not, that's not how adults talk. And it's not productive to <laughs> what not. you're trying to accomplish. It's not productive. You're kicking yourself in the face mm -hmm. if that's a, like you're not going to win anything that way like why set yourself up for failure yeah and i look at it in the same way as when i am trying to speak to somebody on social media or twitter like someone who like joe rogan who's way above me and i'm trying to get their attention i think about that when people are trying to get my attention too if they're constantly and, but they're, that they're nice about it and they're kind and they're like, Hey, Grim Green, just hitting you up about this again. Hey, Grim Green, just hitting you up about this again. I'm way more likely to respond to that than someone yelling or someone being completely obnoxious or someone, you know, how can you expect, you know, the first sentence out of your mouth, if you're like, Hey, fucking Joe Biden, you fucking pedophile. Why don't you say vaping? He will never listen to you again. No. <laughs> Never not to you even again. ever a little bit but ever just in the same way if somebody said that to me and said fuck you grim green you're a piece of shit for uh whatever you were talking nice about the democrats fuck you and i you, you i'm not going to respond to that i'm not even no. going to listen to that i will never talk to that person ever again there's an element of tone to it yes. that matters and tone doesn't mean you're compromising your beliefs nope. tone doesn't mean you're making, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to compromise doesn't on this. It doesn't turn you into a Democrat if right. you can speak respectfully to a Democrat. I promise yes. it's not it contagious. Not. It just makes you, you will a normal be fine. <laughs> You're just being an adult. It's called adulting. We have, oh. you know, respectful conversations yes. without insulting each other. Without I know it's been a long time since we've done that, but <laughs> let's bring it back, guys. Let's bring that trend back around. You know it's, time, it's time to bring it back around. Jose and chat, uh, could have said fruitcake. Damn it. Why didn't I think of fruitcake? That's okay. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that in the hopper for later, Jose, when I need a, uh, a unique insult. You fruitcake. <laughs> anyway, um, we are saving lives, Tom. And that's what this comes down to is I am, you know, uh, Danielle is a Democrat, registered Democrat. I am a registered staunch libertarian freedom guy. And this is our cause. And I'm not going to let anything that Danielle may think slightly different from me on come in the way of, hey, vaping, like, hey, harm reduction. And I guarantee you when the leaders and the powers that be see people that they want angry at each other, actually not angry at each other and actually working together to hold them accountable, that. That is scary. is scary and that 
is when they shake in their boots. And that is when we can affect real, real change. Real, real change. A hundred percent. You got, I hope, you're, I hope you're clapping in chat, you guys, because that is exactly <laughs> the situation. That is exact. Nick and I disagree on some things. We agree on a lot of things, but we, we disagree on some things. But mm -hmm. that doesn't matter to me because we both agree on vaping. And chat, yep. all of you who support Trump, I still, I love you anyway. I don't give oh, a yeah, fuck. Yeah. I don't care. We're still together on vaping. I don't hate you. I don't disrespect you. I don't any of those things. Yes, I voted for Biden. Yes, you voted for Trump. I still want to be friends with you and I still want to work together on yes. tobacco harm reduction. I do vaping. too. Everything I really she said, hope me too. <laughs> that you feel that way about us because we feel that way about you. Yeah, a hundred percent, two thousand percent, eight eight thousand percent. That's my final percentage. That's where I'm leaving that. But yeah, I mean, and look, this is something that I've been trying to preach and teach and 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 just say constantly uh, here on this Tuesday, bro Tuesday stream is vaping is just far more important than partisan lines. Vaping is more important than Donald Trump. Vaping is more important than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all of Congress combined. And if we can't find a way to speak to these people, to, to get everyone, to everyone, to change their minds, to get them in front, to get real science in front of them, to show that we're willing to work on this, that it matters to us. It needs to matter to them. We're going to be dead in the water. We're just going to fight with ourselves about everything else under the sun and vaping's just vaping's just going to be dead in the water. And we, I, I cannot allow that to happen. Danielle Jones. No, I can't either. I cannot allow that to happen. So I'm hoping that we can all work together. Uh, regardless of what you believe, I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for listening. We got, uh, we got a lot more coming up. This is going to be a long road of uh, vaping and harm reduction. It's going to be a navigating a, an awkward political sort of balance on there. And uh, regardless of, of where you guys land politically or ideology, you're, you're welcome here. You're welcome to join in the conversation. I want everybody joined into the conversation. I want to hear your opinion, even if your opinion is only fuck Joe Biden. I, I want to know it. I want to know your opinions if you voted for Kanye, fucking A. That's the most American thing you can do. We still love you, too. Vote for Kanye. He, Kanye got a lot of votes. Did he? I didn't yeah. even keep track to be honest. I was surprised. I was like, damn, Kanye. Get it. Look, SVK, teamwork makes the dream work. I'll, and I'll gladly be on your team. And then later on, when vaping is safe, legal, and accessible, and flavored for all adults in the United States of America in 10 years down the road, then maybe we can go back to arguing about Republicans versus Democrats. But right now we're all on the same team, whether you want to be or not, you're on my team yep. and I'm on your team. We've claimed <laughs> we're you on all. Each other. Yeah. We've claimed, there's no turning back. We there's called no dibs. It's over. guys. <laughs> it's over. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to bring us to the end. We ran a little bit long, but that's okay. It's important sometimes to get a little bit ranty. Uh, we ran a little bit long, but look, I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, as I said, we will have links all throughout the description to literally everything that got discussed today. Um, this will be available in a podcast form a little bit later on as well. Uh, replay podcast, you know, it all goes up. Uh, it all goes up at some point. And hopefully Jeremy V's there got some, got some timestamps for me. 
going to need some timestamps. But listen, you guys, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you uh, again, uh, the wonderful Danielle Jones, our resident fact checker, subject matter expert. Appreciate you being here. And secret Democrat. And secret Democrat. I appreciate you being here spreading your far left agenda all over Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. Unbelievable. You know, no, no. Staunchly moderate left of center viewpoint. You you and your far left. Okay. So in closing, I just want to say thank you guys for watching. I love all of you into the ground. Uh, I'll fight for you no matter what. And I know you'll do the same for me. So that's why I feel so confident right now. Thank you so much for watching, you guys. Remember, no matter what anybody tells you, vaping is an order of magnitude less harmful for you than burning those deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So no matter what is in your hand, let's absolutely keep on vaping. Let's absolutely keep fighting for our right to vape. Appreciate you guys. Be excellent to each other. Peace out.